Blog Talk Radio. Podcast. And we'll start with 
that song. That song is unique. Is it's in one of the most hopeful movies of the seventies, The Ninth Configuration, and then one of the fucking bleakest movies of the seventies. Yep. And what would that be, Carl? Why don't you tell us, Stephen? <laughs> I don't Rolling have my notes Thunder, on. The Paul oh, Schrader yeah. film. Yep. In a That's way, a in a way, they make a great double feature, but in a way, they're like completely yin, yin and yang films. Yeah, one thing I will say about Rolling Thunder, it has a great early performance by Tommy Lee Jones and a really good one by Willem Devane. Seriously. This move, this the book that the. Ninth Configuration was writ, writ, based on was written before The Exorcist. And what it was is that Blatty had found this information that a lot of soldiers were coming home or going crazy out of fear of going to Vietnam. Right. Right, Carl? This is true. So the Army commandeered these very creepy gothic castles in Germany and shipped over our boys because they believed that they were lying. And they weren't. (laughs) Yeah, they weren't. But he took this and wrote a very surrealistic comedy book, which is kind of hard to find nowadays, called Twinkle, Twinkle, Killer Cane. That's what I was going to say. That's under the Twinkle, Twinkle, Killer Cane title. Yeah, Twinkle, Twinkle, Killer Cane. And what happened was is that he wrote the book, set it up to be directed by the guy who uh, just directed the... The night they raided Minsky's. Yep. And that would be Friedkin. That That would be William Friedkin. Friedkin. And the movie fell through because even in its original version, it's a very odd duck. Mm -hmm. So he went and wrote the one that we all know and love, The Exorcist. So after The Exorcist came out in the hit, he thought he would take Twinkle Twinkle Killer Kane and take another crack and rewrote it. Except that he added a character from The Exorcist, the astronaut that's only in one scene that Reagan walks in the room and says, you're going to die up there. So he added him to the book. And it became part of what Blatty calls his exorcist universe, mm-hmm. which isn't which isn't the boring crap like with Marvel, right? No, no. That's one thing about the, the books and even the films. You know, the ones not based on the books, uh, but still part of the exorcist. They're all different. They really are. I, I got to give give that film series some credit. What he wanted to, the Blatty's idea was is that the exorcist was the bomb, the explosion. 
And he was more interesting in telling about the aftershocks. Mm-hmm. So he took one, the astronaut from the exorcist and put him in a completely unrelated story. And that would be Captain Cutshaw. Mm-hmm. And then he took the Lieutenant Kinderman, Kinderman and put him into a more real closely knitted story, but an actual completely different story, especially if you read the book Legion, which we beg you to do. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, this movie first came out because of the royalty fights. He, Blatty filmed this independently because he's like, Warner's fucked me, there's no way they're getting a hold of this. And Carl, who was the first pick to play uh, Colonel Kane, the head of the asylum? Again, I'm not sure. Michael Moriarty. Oh, Moriarty. Okay, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, he well, you filmed told me about three forgot, weeks which is quite Moriarty. And, well, you know how Moriarty is. <laughs> yeah, he's a little out there. Him and Blatty get, did not get along with each other. Or to quote Jason Miller, who was already there on the set, within two weeks they wanted to fucking kill each other. Yeah. He said they were taking bets on the set who would stab who first. <laughs> <laughs> so they got rid of, of Moriarty. They just kicked his ass to the curb. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, get the fuck out now. And the two biggest reasons that the two best part actors in this movie, the roles, came in on a plane together. And we'll get to those later. But he had such an amazing cast of character actors in this movie. He had... Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Joe Spinell. Uh, Moses Gunn. Who else? Carl? Okay, I'm looking now. I'm looking now. Give me a second. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not going to talk about the two main ones. But Jason Miller's, Ed Flanders, yeah. Ed Flanders, Neville Bland, Neville Bland, Robert Brand. Logia, yeah, Robert fucking Logia, and Tom fucking Atkins, and Tom Atkins, Richard fucking Lynch, yeah, Richard Lynch, as a gay biker, and even from and even from the Flying Nun, Alejandro Ray. Yeah. So he had an amazing list of actors there, and they were just there acting their ass off and just improvising. I don't think there ever was a real script for the movie. There was an outline. <laughs> well, he had the book, so so what I think what he did was was give them the idea, give them some dialogue, and then let them go. Because there's definitely uh, uh, improvisation going on big time. 
Oh, God, yeah. It's the only movie you're ever going to see where Superman beats the shit out of a wall to teach the Adams what would happen if they don't let him walk through it. Right. I mean, this yep. movie is all over the place. You got comedy, you got suspense, you got action, you got gay bikers. You got theology up the ass. Oh, without a doubt. Especially the last third of There is no fucking way to pinpoint what this movie is. It's just the nice configuration. Even the title would take you five minutes to explain what the hell it meant. (laughs) Very true. And what it is, it's the chemical reaction that causes the atoms to come together to form life. Yeah. I have to look that up, you know. I didn't know that until until after the mo- I'd seen the movie and I'm like, okay, I need more information. I had to look it up. This is <laughs> yeah. before computers, by the way. Yeah. And the, the the basic plot of this movie is Colonel Hudson Kane is called in to take over this asylum when the other one, the inmates, just drove him crazy and he left. So he comes in to take over this place. And he gets into a moral and a theological fight with Hudson. And then you Captain have, Cutshaw. Yeah, Captain Cutshaw. Over the proof of is there a foot, is there not a foot, are we all alone in the universe? You'll understand once you see the movie. Mm-hmm. And yes, I would say it's more like the Monty Python foot, wouldn't you? Um, no. I'm, I won't go there. Yeah, don't you remember it said an almighty powerful foot that comes down and squashes us whenever it displeases us? <laughs> well, yeah, okay. That's I an actual line from Cutshaw for the movie, man. <laughs> I thought you meant the tone of the film. No. Oh, oh okay. The tone of this film is all over the place. Yeah. The best way to describe the tone of this film is if your friend got stoned on drugs and then tried to tell you what the movie was about. But the thing is, you know, don't let that scare you away. I mean, if you're not down in Central Cinema and you can't see it in Central, it's available on Amazon Prime. And Tubi for Uh, free. And it's Tubi for free. And it's well worth it, man. Because, you know, if you just open up your mind and, and and let this sort of wash over you, you might not understand it right away, but it's going to stick with you. This one sticks in the mind. There's just so many visuals and so many different things that go on with it. And there are parts of it that are laugh out loud, hysterically funny. Seriously. Carl? Yes? 
The man in the moon tried to fuck my sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, was he successful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you like, here's the thing. If you loved Exorcist 3, but you thought something was missing there that would have taken it over the top and made it great, mm-hmm. watch the ninth configuration. Yeah. Yeah, even, even if you don't that. think anything was missing from Ad, uh, Exorcist 3, watch yeah. the ninth configuration because both of those films, even though Exorcist 3 had some uh, studio interference, uh, well, they both did to a certain degree, but uh, E3 more, uh, they're William Pedro Blatty. Not only is he directing, but he wrote, you know, the scripts, and it's based on his 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 novels. So there's all sorts of wonderful dialogue. Man is just has fabulous dialogue and fabulous uh, uh, um, monologues. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many. It's just filled with great lines, mm-hmm. like. You haven't lived until you've seen Joe Spinell and Jason Miller talk about performing Hamlet with dogs. Yeah. With one of my favorite lines ever, fucking Bichon. She thinks she can lick, lick the producer's balls and then get a fucking lead role. I'll show that to <laughs> <bit>. you. <laughs> Yeah, and of course, Joe Spadell is Joe Spadell. We we love him here at, at Wild Side Cinema. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like character actor paradise. One of those yeah, beautiful things I'm... that you've always wanted but you didn't know exist. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... It does really get into theological argument, but not in a way where it's trying to force it down your throat. It's one of the most beautiful arguments I've ever seen. For or against? Both. Yeah. Well, that's the point. And it's not nothing like God Isn't Dead or any of those type movies. It's its own beast. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you expect from a movie where uh, Cutshaw walks in with uh, St. Christopher's novel on the back? It says, in case of existential crisis, call a Buddhist monk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love that. But yeah, when it first came out, New Line Cinema had it, and that's how I first seen it on videotape, under the Roger Corman cut, as it's called. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing a live watch, and we'll get into some of the differences a hell of a lot more than we can, because if you're a virgin listening, we ain't going to spoil what happens. No, not at all. Can't spoil it. 
not fair. But the first really missing bit is uh, there was like there's like six or seven different versions out there, and then right before he died, Blatty is saying he thought he could do one cut of the movie. <laughs> yep. The first thing that he removed that was major, that's not really a spoiler, is there's a scene right in the movie that has Moses Gunn in a Superman outfit and Robert Loggia. This is kind of a warning, too. Dancing in front of him in blackface singing Mammy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That really shows you what the tone of the movie is going to be. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. And and let's 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 not forget that the movie was released I think in eighty, but it was filmed in seventy nine. The seventies, yeah. you know, the seventies were that decade. You could you could do shit like that and make your points and, and and you know, people wouldn't react like they would today. But don't forget, even that. back in the seventies, early eighties, a lot of people, most people, were like, what the fuck was that? Oh, absolutely. There's absolutely. no way not to watch a movie in your first time without it going. What the hell was that? Yeah. And it will, like Carl said, it will stick with you in your heart, in your soul. Yeah. Yeah, my 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 reaction to it when I first saw it, which was only ten years or so ago, um, was, what the hell was that? Can I watch it again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I loved it from the start. First time I seen eighty five, it just blew me away. I was a big fan of uh, the main star from his hit TV show at the time, but. Jesus, that but, movie just kicked me in the face. But we even ha- haven't said who starred in the movie. Two of your favorites. Yeah. You haven't mentioned their names yet. And that will be Stacy Keach as William Kane and Scott Wilson as Cutshaw. Even he says that the ninth configuration is his best performance on film. Well, you know, he was in a lot of films that people forget. He was in Exorcist 3. had a great role in Exorcist yeah. 3. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He took the main four guys from the ninth configuration. Uh, Ed, what was his name? Flanders. Ed Flanders. Scott Wilson. Uh Jason Miller, he took those guys yeah. and put them in Exorcist 3. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but, but don't yeah. forget, uh, he was in uh, uh, the um, the one with uh, Robert Blake. Oh, in Cold one. Blood. Yeah, in Cold Blood. Chairman Capote. Uh, that... Great. Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories I ever read. Is that a fan of the a fan, he was doing a convention for The Walking Dead about 
six, seven, eight months before he died. Right. And a fan walked up with a poster from the nice configuration, and you seen Scott Wilson had a gleam in his eyes and talked to him for about four minutes about that movie. Nice. You don't understand nice. how. Oh, you do understand how jealous it was. I always oh, wanted to just don't just talk about the nice configuration. And I'll warn you, take hankies to it, too, because Scott Wilson will break your heart in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Well, and Ed Flanders, too, on his big scene. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's 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 really something. Um and that's the thing. It, it goes through so many, you know. There's, there's all this reaction that you have, and you, and, and it's genuine. It's not like you're being forced to have these reactions. You get to know these characters and care about them, and then see what happens to them. It's, it's tough. Yeah, and you know how we talk. If you listen to it. We talked about Night Warning, how it slowly went from very weird and normal to very weird and bizarre. Yep. The night configuration works backwards. Exactly. It starts out very weird, and then it gets real, nor- you know, normal, mm-hmm. more normal at the end. Yep. And that ending will really kick you in the teeth. I mean, after the last shot, Vladdy uh, said a studio executive looked over to him and said, you son of a bitch, why did you have to put that ending in there? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Because that's what it is. I goddamn week trying to figure out what the hell it meant. <laughs> and, yeah, it, yep. it will make you think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I guess Carl probably just took the simple way out because, hey, that's the way you are with that ending. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. You're dead right about that. Vladdy was a very, very Christian person. Yes. He was, but he also you know, had issues with it too, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, very Catholic, you know, extremely Catholic. And the movie really definitely gets neck deep into what is the nature of sacrifice? Mm Mm-hmm. Is do you sacrifice yourself because you're noble, or do you sacrifice yourself because you want to make yourself feel good? You know. Yeah. Well. Well. It, it, that's one of the things. Is it an altruistic, or is it for, for for you to be in the spotlight and be remembered? I mean, that's a that that's a major thing throughout a lot of uh, 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 
films and TV, they get they get into that a lot in uh, Babylon Five, season four. Uh, <clears throat> but also that's been done. Uh, uh, Heidegger, uh, the uh, German philosopher, went yeah. into a whole books about that. Isn't he so, name-dropped so, yeah. in the Ninth Configuration? Oh, yeah. Oh, he comes up a lot in Ninth Configuration. He's yeah. mentioned at least twice. Yeah. Yeah, of course, when it gets to, to philosophy, and particularly religious philosophy, yeah, I can bore you to tears, basically. But you gotta love a movie that says, I used to read a lot of Floyd, but then I wanted to fuck my mother, so I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Carl probably loved that intelligent, obscure pun. Oh, absolutely. There is so many. This is a very punny movie. And yes, I said punny. Right, Carl? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Who and Flanders, Flanders, I think, does the most of them, doesn't he? Yeah. With his pants. And I love him as, a, as an actor. You don't see him as often as I would like. He, he was a really good actor. He was on St. Elsewhere. Yeah. He's best known for St. Elsewhere. What was it? Uh, who was it? He's, oh, yeah, Kierkegaard was a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, Kierkegaard. <laughs> You're not going to have an experience like this. I promise you. You will either love it or hate it. You won't have. You won't be in the middle. I have never met anyone with a wishy-washy opinion about this. What have you, Carl? I, I don't think it's built for a wishy washy opinion. Hey, you see, that's the thing about about him uh, and Vladdy, and particularly the two films that he directed, is if you give him you know enough thread and rope, he will make something that you know is going to challenge you. Yeah. In some way or other. It's going to challenge you in dialogue. It's going to challenge you in ideas. It's going to challenge you just the way that it's put together like a puzzle. And so, and, and then you put all this together with the wordplay and, and, and everything else. And then suddenly you got something so unique that you can't forget it whether you like it or not. Yeah. And, well, the biggest funny joke is, is that when Carl seen the ninth configuration, he was ready for it because he had seen Exorcist three. And not only that, I had read I had read Twinkle Twinkle Killer Kane too. Yeah. Well wait, let me finish. And when mm-hmm. I went to see Exorcist three, I was prepared for its tone. You know why? I'd seen the ninth configuration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I also, I'm a big fan of Blatty, and I and I gotta at least mention this. He didn't start out as a uh, horror author. 
Bill. He started out as a comic author. His first screenplay was John Goldfarb, Please Come Home. Yeah. You know what one of the funniest things he ever said? What? I was a comedy writer who wanted to do serious work. And then when I did get a chance to do serious work, I wanted to do comedy, but I couldn't do it because I was a serious writer. Yeah, exactly. He got he got uh, pigeonholed both ways. But the thing is that the thing about being a serious writer and what he did, and 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 uh, it's not so apparent in in, in the issues, but certainly in uh, Legion and Ninth Configuration and Twinkle Twinkle Killer Kane, whichever version. Said he always had humor in there, and it was real. You know the thing yeah. is they had it in, in Exorcist too. You know the carp speech I like so much. It was in both versions. Right, but it's it's well, originally the from the. Uh, uh, hold the on, hold on. It's originally from the book The Exorcist. It is yeah. not originally from. Uh, Legion. Yeah. I don't know if you it knew that or not. It wasn't in the movie, but Blatty loved that speech so much that he had to use it in the movie. Well, the reason is he had to use it in the movie because they wouldn't let him do it in the original film. Yeah. They 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 cut it out. They wouldn't do it. Freaking didn't want to do that. <laughs> and it's in the novel. So he just saved it, and then when he did uh, Legion, he put it in there. Yeah. Like, people will be shocked how pissed off uh, Blatty was when people started going around saying, oh, the devil wins in The Exorcist. No. No. And certainly if you read the book, it makes it clear. It is a sacrifice. Then we get back to sacrifices. Yeah. <laughs> With an altruistic, you know, you know, motive. Father Karras gives himself up to save. Uh, and they to, have to their Raven. speeches in the ninth configuration. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So please, you need to see this. It's an amazing, amazing film. It's one of those you'll regret it if when you see, if you see it later that you didn't get to see it on the big screen. Mhm. Yeah, which I have not seen it on the big screen. I'd like to, but I haven't. Well, when it first got released, New World Pictures barely released it. Yeah. Because everyone that bought it. Well, definitely, uh, Roger Corman was winning the next Exorcist. That's not what he got. Yeah. But it does have one of the best taglines of uh, ever that suits the film. Okay. Hit me. Dealing with madness, sanity, religion, apathy... You know, apathy and you know, mm-hmm. apathy, uh, 
what is it, atheism, and all other sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, that would scare people away, I think. Yeah, but that was the tagline on the original poster, the one that had uh, Stacy Keach and uh, Scott Wilson's character appearing as a Rorschach blot, blotter. Mm-hmm. So... You know, that, that's another thing I want to at least mention, that the Exorcist films, whether they're from the original book or Blatty's writings, or they're not, I mean, how many of those films, you know, did, you know, were either reshot or, or, you know, no one has ever really, you know, they want an Exorcist film, but they don't get it. But they want to make it an Exorcist film. I mean, that's certainly true of Exorcist Three Legion. But you know, take a look at Paul Schrader's film. You know, which was um, uh, what was the name of that? Uh, uh, Dominion. Dominion. And look what happened there. And it's a shame because that's the one thing I I, I mentioned it once during the podcast that at least in the Exorcist. Thing and even Exorcist too, they tried something different. <laughs> None of those are like the others. And how often does that happen? Not often at all. No. Well, look who they got for directors. Jesus, they got William Friedkin, mm-hmm. uh, John Borman, John? Mister <laughs> yeah. is Jesus in show business himself. <laughs> Yes. Then they got William Peter Blatty. Yep. And then they got Paul Schrader. What the? F- <laughs> and then, and then when when they didn't like that one, they gave it to Reddy Harlan. And he has one of the best lines ever. Okay. He watched Dominion, and he's like. You see why he said, "What do you think?" He's like, "You have a perfectly good movie here. Why don't you release it?" It's not The Exorcist. <laughs> they didn't want The Exorcist. They wanted the Exorcist exploitation movies. Yeah. Which were the ones where everything was just boiled down to she's in bed, she pukes, blah, priest, blood. Ah. Yeah. Well, why don't you just re-release Beyond the Door? <laughs> well, actually, that's not they exactly did a lot. cool if you either. Remember, that one was a very big hit. That was the biggest hit besides The Exorcist. Right, it was. <laughs> And it's probably, if not the best uh, exorcist exploitation, certainly the most famous of them. Yeah. Though I tend to like Baba's trauma. I love trauma. Yeah. Well, for me, it's Lisa and the Devil or House of Exorcism, that bizarre fucking cut. Don't bust my priest. Don't bust my balls, priest. Which one has Robert Alda? That's uh, House of Exorcism. <laughs> Good God. That bizarre fucking cut. And we fucked and fucked and fucked and fucked. 
Now, really, if you if you want what I consider the best of of of, of the uh, ex, uh, of of the exorcist exploitation, uh, Maria Bava's trauma, I think, is really really good. No, you're wrong. Let's go down to Mexico, and I'll show you the best. Which one? Alucarda. That's not that's not exorcist. That's none. That's it none is. exploitation. Uh-uh. Sorry. Disagree. No, really, it is. The main center of the film is they exorcise, they exorcise the two girls. I know. I know. But it's not exploitation. No, I disagree. I know. But it, it's, it was an exorcist. It's a great film. Absolutely. That. Everyone should watch Alucarda. I just don't consider it part of the ex, uh, of uh, exorcist exploitation. That's all. It's a Mexican exploitation, man. You try to pigeonhole it, and they'll just do something bizarre and weird. I still say, what do you think of trauma? Oh, that's good. That one's really good. That was uh, Mario's uh, last film. film. Yeah. The only thing I hate is if you haven't seen trauma before, don't watch the fucking trailer. Yeah, seriously, don't. It gives out the best fucking scare in the movie. Yeah. And the reason he brings it up is that it was initially sold as Shock or Beyond the Door 2 over here. Right. You can get it for like nine bucks a Shock. You should also find... uh, um one of the cuts on, on, on one of the cheap, you know, like 10 or 12 movies. I, I know no, that's the way the I got it. Cut. It's just a, a lower quality print. What? That one was never fucked with. Yeah. So, so let's get back to night configuration. Do you want yeah. to say anything more before we head, head out into the wild blue here? No, it's just that you need to show up Wednesday at 6.30. It's the only showing you really, really do need to see this. You will love it, or you'll hate it. If you love it, come up to me, Steve Ronquillo, and say, thank you, I loved it. And if you hate it, come up to me and kick me in the balls, punch me, whatever. I'll be like, fuck you, you paid for your ticket anyway. <laughs> But seriously, this, uh, the one thing we haven't really mentioned is how gorgeous the film is, too. Oh, God, yeah. He actually, actually filmed it on one of the hospitals they actually used for that experiment back in the late 60s. Mm-hmm. And to see that on, on the big screen, it's going to be so much more immersive you know, for the viewer than than watching it on uh, on Amazon Prime or however you want to get to it, or video or DVD or whatever the case would be. So if you're down in Knoxville, make a point of going down on Wednesday at 6.30 uh, to Central Cinema. Uh, say hello to William Mahaffey. Thank him profusely and tell him to, to, to reschedule it for a month or so. Yeah. And if you show up, I'll make you a mud pie. Oh, yes. I love me some mud pies. 
If you don't understand what we're talking about, you need to watch the movie. And good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you much. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.